There are arrowheads in the walls. I'm Ramtin Arablouei. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah, and we're the hosts of Throughline, NPR's history podcast. And for our special series this month, the best of Throughline. You know, if we carry on as we have been, this is what we might wind up with. Listen now to the Throughline podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on August 6th. We start with a new one produced by Kanye West. It's from a duo known as Abstract Mind State. Their new album is called Dream Still Inspire. I'm feeling good, y'all. Smiling more every day. Closer to my dreams. Hey, guapole. The food tastes better. I stopped smoking squares. Healing from the inside out. Making repairs. I forgave some people. Thank them for the lessons. Because holding on to it was blocking my blessings. No more stressing. Worry dishonors God. So I don't. I just pray. And I'm loving my odds. Mingle with like minds. Gravitate with light shines. Graduate. Masters. Your rhymes ain't like mine. Big thank from the west side. This is my best self. Taking vacations. Hoping the rest helps. Got a career now. Loving This is Abstract Mind State. The album is Dream Still Inspire, and the song we're hearing from it is called I Feel Good. As I said, this one was produced entirely by Kanye West. It's the first release on Yeezy Sound, which I think is maybe a label. His label, it's not entirely clear. Uh, But there's quite a story behind Abstract Mind State and how this album came to be. Yeah, this is a very cool story. Throughout the 90s and early 2000s, Abstract Mind State was a Chicago-based underground rap duo consisting of EP, The Hellcat, and Old School Ice Gree. And they broke up about 13 years ago. They were pretty much inactive until they got a call from Kanye, who they had collaborated with back in his like pre-fame days. Uh, he was actually listening to some of their old mixtapes to try to break out of a writer's block. So he flew the group out to Wyoming where he was working and you know, they started working on the music for Dream Still Inspire. And this is, you know, the result of those sessions. And it's it's a pleasant surprise to see a group who, you know, had kind of struggled in, you know, the indie world reemerge in this way with this record, which is an incredible piece of music. Yeah, I thought Kanye did a great job of balancing the old and the new. You know, it has a very classic old school vibe to it. He, You can just tell he totally respects the roots and, and the air that the sound comes from, but he really pushes it and finesses it in the production so it still feels very current. Yeah, this is very much in his lane. You know, Kanye West is somebody who came up chopping like soul samples and, and flipping all of this rich historical black music and putting it into a hip-hop context. He's very much a descendant of producers like the RZA, Pete Rock, DJ Premier, all of those folks. And he could probably do stuff like this in his sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. But the end result, it feels so good. Lyrically, Abstract Mind State is really dealing with uh, a lot of themes of healing and perseverance and inspiration in general. It just feels like an open window musically. It's, it's so good. 
Abstract Mind State is the duo of their new album, Dreams Still Inspire. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. And from Abstract Mind State, let's completely switch gears with another album that we're loving that's out now on August 6th. It's from the composer Max Richter. It's called Exiles. From composer Max Richter in his latest album called Exiles, this is just a bit of the opening cut called Flowers of Herself. Uh, It was originally written for a ballet about Virginia Woolf in 2015. And here to tell us what Max Richter is doing on Exiles is NPR Music's Tom Heisinger. Hey, Tom. Hey, Robin. Great to be here with you again. And I just, you know, I love that pulsating theme that he's got going there that he just builds on. And and Richter said that it was supposed to uh, depict the hustle and bustle of the opening of Virginia Woolf's Mrs. Dalloway. And he also said that in every bar, the music has a different time signature. So if you know how to read music, you realize that, you know, like, good luck being a conductor. Right. Conducting music where every bar changes. Or even tapping your foot to it. Exactly. Max Richter's written music for a number of ballets over the years, Yeah. It's true, and this new record is anchored by yet another fascinating ballet score. It's called Exiles. And uh, Richter says that he was moved to write the work because of the migrant and refugee crisis. You know, so many families fleeing countries, especially Syria, he said, over the past few years. And, um, you know, Robin, I thought we would just listen to the first few moments of the opening of the ballet and then the, the end of it because they're so different. The ballet here begins with this simple theme in a piano that tolls like bells. And you know, Robin Richter, throughout the ballet, he doubles that piano with harp and celeste and vibraphone just to give it different colors, and that theme, that tolling piano goes throughout the entire piece and it acts as a kind of foundation on which Richter builds and builds, slowly adding more instruments to the orchestra. And I mean, he really builds this piece up to the max. You really have to hear the whole thing to get the massive effect. I mean, if you were harsh, you could you could say this is nothing but a 33-minute crescendo, but I think that would do the piece <laughs> a great disservice because the music... As you can hear, it just slowly smolders and quietly and slowly intensifies until finally it just bursts into flame near the end with the brass blasting and the whole orchestra ramping up to the tsunami-grade crescendo with bass drums pounding. So let's, let's, let's try to get into that and you can hear a quite a different sound from Max Richter.
I think this so perfectly evokes the tragedy of the international migrant crisis right now because as we've seen with so many big problems that we face, they don't happen all at once. You know, there's this slow build to them and then suddenly you realize you're in a complete catastrophe or a complete crisis. And this song just perfectly captures that arc, I think. That's a great observation. And, you know, it does, the piece does go from kind of this whisper to a scream in the span of a half an hour. And what is also interesting is then we just heard this huge kind of explosion. But then after that, like a storm that's passed, the music settles back down. And it's once again a kind of, you know, quote, Max Richter bittersweet tranquility. But is it? You know, I mean, the ballet, like you say, it's about the migrant crisis. And once people have reached a destination, whether they reach it at all, is everything really going to be all right? And I think that's the musical question mark that Richter leaves at the end of the ballet. And we should say something about the other pieces that he's included on this uh, collection, Exiles. That's true. The ballet is about a half hour long, but the other pieces on the record are older pieces of Richter's that he has revisited and orchestrated for full symphony orchestra, like On the Nature of Daylight, perhaps his best-known and best-loved piece. And then there's music from the score for the film Waltz with Bashir. And we should make mention of the orchestra here, too, because they play it so well. It's the Baltic Sea Philharmonic, a very young, very diverse group of musicians led by Christian Yervi. And the album from Max Richter is called Exiles. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play before we take a quick break. It's a self-titled release from the singer-songwriter Laura Stevenson. This is Laura Stevenson with her self-titled album. This is the opening cut called State. Back to talk about this one is NPR Music's Marissa LaRusso. Hey, Marissa. Hey, Robin. Bob Boylan played the full version of the song State on a Tuesday episode of All Songs Considered back in early June. But I wanted to include a bit of it here because there's just such a, a real emotional range on this album. It starts with this pure rage or outrage on state and evolves quite a bit. Yeah, and there's quite a backstory to this record, too, that I think, you know, makes sense of that emotional journey. 
So a couple years ago, after Laura Stevenson finished her last record, a loved one of hers was recovering from a traumatic experience, and so Laura went to spend time with them. And Laura hasn't really gone into detail about what that experience was, I think just out of respect for that person's privacy, but she shared that this person was someone she's really close to, and they were harmed and nearly killed. So it was a really intense experience. And that was the kind of circumstance out of which she wrote a bunch of the songs that make up this new album. And then after that, she found out she was pregnant. She recorded the album while she was pregnant. So she was revisiting this very intense, difficult time while she was recording the record. And then she played a really wonderful Tiny Desk concert, which I highly recommend. A really (laughs) wonderful performance. And then she mixed and finished the album. And then the pandemic hit. And she gave birth to her daughter in the very early days of the pandemic. So really just an intense time that this record is coming from, but I think it turned into a really remarkable and beautiful and intense set of songs. Let's hear a little bit of where this record goes. This is uh, starting to get towards the end of the record with a song called Mary. Mary, I noticed you in your chariot heartless Tearing to ribbons my Such a beautiful chord progression there, and I love that line where she says, rumors swirl around your feet like mercury. I love that image. Yeah, I think the lyrics and the imagery in this record are really rich and dense. I feel like every time I re-listen to it, I discover something new in what Laura is singing about. I find a lot of resolve in her voice, just this quiet confidence and a determination that's very reassuring. Like just on that song, I shut my eyes and everything started to feel better. Even in its darker or or most melancholy moments, this whole record just has a shimmering beauty to it that I love. Yeah, absolutely. She just has such a sweet, beautiful voice. Even when she's singing about something really dark and difficult, like you said, there's a sense of comfort and thoughtfulness in it. Well, it's a really beautiful album, the self-titled release from Laura Stevenson. Thanks so much, Marissa. Thank you so much. We still have a few other albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first we need to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Jo shares the unique benefits of therapy. Being in therapy is this very intimate, unique experience to have this other person see you, this other person acknowledge who you are, and accept all of it, you know, and like figure out the bits and pieces that you don't want to accept to change that stuff for the better. Even if you're not struggling with something necessarily, but you just want to learn a little bit more about who you are, you want to function a little bit better in your relationships with people or change the way that you approach habits, doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful and impactful to talk this out and process this together as two humans. To get matched with a counselor and get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com songs. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. 
then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on August 6th. We start the second half of the show off with the singer Tanache. She's got a new album out today called 333. What's the first thing that I think of when I wake up? Thank you for the sun, now I best get my cake up Don't have much to say, I'll make sense of this when the day's done It's been a good run I'm in, if for the long run I am I'm sad and lonely, bitch, I'm cold, so could you hold me down? All I touch, it turns to gold, so swimming it with me now It cost me time and time again, I've lost my brains But now and then, I feel like you're having sun So stay with me until the end Sun touches morning, shine on my body. This is Tinashe. Her new album is called 333, and this is the title cut, 333. And joining us to talk about this one is Christina Lee. Hey, Christina. Hi, Robin. So Tinashe is a L.A. singer. We've been following her for a minute now. This is her fifth album. And her music just seems to get more and more curious and compelling with each release. You know, as I was listening to this record, I thought, you can't even really call her a straight-up R&B singer. So I think longtime fans of Tanasha will be really excited to hear 333, specifically because it recalls the days when she was a bedroom producer. I think Tanasha has always been about this free-flowing variety and actually being a little bit more experimental than any genre signifier may allow. And I think, especially with this title cut, oh my gosh, like... Yeah. Talk about ambitious. Yeah, she just plays around with the sounds and form. And it's very subtle, but she'll shift things here and there in ways that are slightly off or pitch shift or warp the vocals in weird ways. Sometimes there are these ambient sounds that find their way into the mix. So many of them liked the title cut. The tracks start at one place and evolve and end up as completely different songs. Honestly, as much as Tanache's discography can remind me at, of Janet Jackson at times or Britney Spears at times, I thought of Kate Bush when I was listening to this title hmm. track in particular, just because of how the song went to like very unexpected places. And I think that's what people really love to hear from her is that, you know, she's just as capable of doing a bouncing and sort of really churning out these flirty pop anthems. But as a producer and somebody who has a keen ear for production in particular, you know, I think she, it's always really exciting to hear where she heads next. Tina Shea is the singer. Her new album is called 333. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. We still have a couple more albums that we want to play for you, but there are a handful of other notable releases out today that I want to mention, including a Barbara Streisand record called Release Me Too. This is a collection of rare and previously unreleased tracks of her doing songs by 
Burt Bacharach, Carol King, Randy Newman, and a whole bunch more. Release Me Too from Barbara Streisand. The ambient and electronic artist Alluvium has a new album out today called Virga 2. There's a surprise new album from Ty Siegel that came out earlier this week. He announced it and released it on Tuesday. It's called Harmonizer. It's a very synth-heavy solo rock album from him. Harmonizer from Ty Siegel. And there's a trippy new album from the Moritz von Oswald trio out today called Descent. It's impossible to label it as any one thing. It's sort of a spacey, ambient, jazz, and abstract electronic album. It's built around these improvisations. Again, it's called Descent from the Moritz von Oswald Trio. All that music out now on August 6th, along with the last couple of albums that we want to play, starting with a band called Fubutsushi. Their new album is called Natsukashi. This is Fubutsushi, the band Fubutsushi. Their new album is called Natsukashi, and the song we're hearing from it is Susushi Kaze. And NPR Music's Lars Gottridge here to talk about this one. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. This is the fourth and final installment in a series of albums that they've done uh, all about or shaped by the different seasons, and, and this one's for summer. But I'm guessing Fubutsushi is a, a new band for a lot of people this week, so why don't you just first tell us who they are and then how this music came together. Fubutsushi is a jazz quartet that was formed remotely in this past year of quarantine. The name itself in Japanese means the things that evoke memory of a season. And perfectly enough, Fubutsushi's music is a nostalgic mix of the piano jazz like Bill Evans and ambient music and minimalism. Really homey and gentle to the touch, but not without like an underpinning of emotion or even a little bit of subversion. So they made this music all remotely on lockdown, yeah? Yeah, the members come from all over the country. Matthew Sage is from Chicago. Chris Jessel is from Pennsylvania. Patrick Shiro Ishii is in LA. And Chaz Primek is in Missouri. They'd upload melodies and ideas to Dropbox, and they're all multi-instrumentalists. So they just kind of add subfolders to different ideas full of percussion and moog and violin and wordless vocals and guitar and whatnot. And then they'd all get on these epic Zoom calls to mix it all down. But it, it ends up having a very loose and natural feel uh, to me, you know, like they're all in conversation with each other, but just from a distance. I guess I wanted to ask you a question. Did you have a way to mark time this past year? I guess a, a tremendous amount of drinking and binge watching television. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> you know, I got to see my kid grow day by day, and I watched less birds come to our bird feeder in the winter and then come back in the spring. But 
you know, I also relied on the different seasons and the ways in which very key friendships developed during that time. And that's what this record in particular is, the culmination of these friendships that were basically developed online. They're all friendly towards each other in one way. But but the thing that I have found particularly moving about this project is the motion of friendship within it. And the members have talked about how Fubusushi gave them a reason to open up to one another and to encourage their art and life during one of the most isolating years of memory. And you hear that in the music. Fubutsushi is the band, and the album is called Natsukashi. And Lars, let's do one more album before I let you go, and it couldn't be more different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is from an artist we've talked about on the show before, Lingua Ignata. Her new album is called Sinner, Get Ready. Do you want to be This is Lingua Ignata. The album is Sinner Get Ready, and this is the song Pennsylvania Furnace. It's one of the quieter, more reflective moments on a record that otherwise gets very heavy and and sometimes even terrifying. I don't know, where do you start to unpack this one, Lars? Lingua Ignata is Kristen Hayter. She takes her moniker from a sacred language developed by the 10th century mystic St. Hildegard. And on her past albums, she meshed... Catholic iconography and liturgical music with extreme sounds from noise and metal. This album, I think, is about the forces that keep you stuck in a toxic relationship with a person, a a religion, a set of political ideas, anything or anyone that stunts growth and, in fact, intends to. So here, Kristen continues that theme where she mixes the sacred and the profane But instead of liturgy and heavy electronics, she goes for Appalachian folk music and old hymns. Uh, She samples the televangelist Jimmy Swaggart. I said that Pennsylvania Furnace is one of the quieter, maybe, maybe more accessible moments on the record. I want to play a bit of the more intense stuff. This is just a little bit from the opening song, The Order of Spiritual Virgins. It's not necessarily easy to hear, but you mentioned how these are informed by traditional hymnals, and I I hear that in a lot of these tracks, but it's hymnals and traditional themes and forms that she completely turns upside down and inside out, and she just brings forward, I think, the most unsettling parts of all of those things. She is showing us the stuff that was already there, but she is making it more explicit. This is not an easy record to listen to, and I don't think... 
Winglet Ignata ever intends it to be. But the thing she wants you to do is learn from it. And she wants you to come back from it. Maybe not a different person, but at least with a different perspective. Lingua Ignata is the artist. Her new album is called Sinner, Get Ready. Thanks, Lars. I hope you uh, can recover from this and have a good weekend. (laughs) Thanks, Robin. (laughs) You too. A reminder that you can find a list of what we played and talked about on this week's show in the podcast description for this episode. It's also on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. That's where you can also find a playlist of all the tracks we featured, along with a whole bunch of other songs that came out this week. You can also find it by searching for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in Spotify and Apple Music. And as always, the best way to keep up with the latest from NPR Music is with our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music.